bridge the URL to IRL gap. Oh, the URL to IRL. That's such a good, I'm like imagining how many times you might have said that to somebody. It's perfect. Welcome back to Drinks First, the podcast in which you can meet New York City's kind of eligible. I'm your host, Ariana Nathani. Stay tuned till the end of the episode if you're interested in matching with our guest. Welcome back to Drinks First, the podcast in which you can meet New York City's kind of eligible. All right. Welcome back to Drinks First. This is the first episode of season three, and it has been a while since I've posted um, content, and I want to explain a little bit why before we get into our guest today. So a few months ago, when I was ramping up for what the season was going to be, and I was ready to launch it, you know, the end of summer, people were really having a good time in New York with Hot Girl Summer. I was like, no one's trying to get cuffed right now. Um... I'm going to, I'm going to do this like come fall. And that felt like a good timeline for me. I traveled a bit. I got COVID. I had an existential crisis while sitting in my childhood bedroom on lockdown and um, decided that I was going to move to Barcelona. So I made that choice. And a few weeks later, I was on a plane with a suitcase with my best friend to Barcelona and ended up living there for eight or nine weeks, which was not even the intended amount of time, but that's what happens. Um, and something about traveling and just being nomadic and free and living a different kind of life away from New York was an experience I think I needed to have for a while. And I had to disconnect from most things for me to be able to live that life fully one of those things being the podcast. So I'm excited to be back. I'm back in New York for good. As many of you know, a lot of my, if you've been following the podcast for a while, um, my own personal dating life and life itself has, I've, I've grown up in New York. It's been, it's been interesting for me because I lived at home for a long time. Uh, but now finally, uh, for any of you longstanding fans, I am moving out. I'm moving to Greenwich Village and <laughs> will be living on my own. So here is a new chapter of my life in 2022. So I'm excited to take you guys along on that journey. And it wouldn't be fair for me to have recorded all of these episodes months ago and not given my own guests the same chance. And leeway to live their lives and then not be able to explain it when I release them. So as we all know, life cha- life changes, it happens, we all live it. And um, so I'm really excited for you guys to listen to today's episode because my guest is incredibly insightful and truly a great guy. I've never met him in person. So like, I don't know how tall he is, but <laughs> he... he He's, he seems he seems really great, and I am excited for him to be on. So what we're going to do today is talk a little bit about what has changed in the past few months before we get into the episode that we recorded a few months ago. So I want to let my listeners know that's what's happening, and that might be happening in future episodes that you listen to. 
Uh, there might be addendums, there might be changes, but I hope you bear with me and I hope it's interesting to you because yeah, life, life changes. So welcome back. It's good to be back. Thank you for having me again. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you Um, for taking the time to do this again. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, so what's changed? Um, well, a few things have changed. Um, I'm in LA right now. Um, I haven't been in New York in about two months. Um, so I did do inadvertently the snowboard thing um, and like flew back to where, I, where I'm from. So uh, I'm enjoying being back in LA. I'm enjoying not uh, stepping out into freezing cold weather. And weird um, flags, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm enjoying, you know, um, kind of living a, a new life as someone who is a founder. Um, so not only has location changed, but uh, I am uh, <laughs> was recently unemployed, then now self-employed. Um, so uh, yeah, the last few months has been a transition from. Um, being based in a certain place to being sort of wherever I feel like being. Um, and also doing exactly what I both like feel well equipped to do and like want to do. Um, and so it's a good feeling. Um, and it's a lot different from, from where I thought, uh, things would be, you know, a few months back. Um, so yeah, happy to, happy to share more on, on all things, location, job, life, love, whatever. Yeah, well, congrats on being a founder. Um, I guess we w- we won't get too into it because I don't want it to reveal your identity. But mm. so I'll just say a little bit about what I know because it's definitely not going to be enough for anyone to find you. But <laughs> it's in the Web3 space and mm. you are venture backed and it went live today. So congrats. Huge, huge news. We are not a crypto podcast. We will not be talking more about uh, the ins and outs of your company as interested as I am about it. But life and love are things that we do discuss on this podcast. So Mm. past two months, you've been in LA. Where where else have you been? What else? Where has life taken you location wise? And where where has it taken you relationship wise? Yeah. Location-wise, I have the great pleasure and um, a little bit of shame, but mostly pleasure of having visited and really loved Miami. Like, truly was not expecting that. That was the craziest, like, out of nowhere left field. Like, I had a chance to go to Miami on a all-expenses-paid trip, like, stayed at La Faina, um, and had like a double suite, like the nicest hotel. That is the and nicest hotel in Miami. That is the most exp- What did you go for Basel? I did not. Okay. I it, I was decidedly like too crypto. I don't want to do that. No. Um <laughs> ironically, but um but this time around was for was for a conference that I was invited to um which has to remain confidential unfortunately. But it was an incredible pod uh, conference um, and had a lot of fun and really, really loved Miami. Um, I loved how like Latin it was. I feel like intuitively I knew that, but I was like, oh my God, like people, regardless of what you look like, approach you and speak Spanish. And like, I've grown up my whole life 
not looking Latino and no one really knowing that I was like half Mexican. And I, I don't want to say it was validating, but it did feel really like good. Like it felt like a, like a hug. Like it felt like talking to my family and it was just strangers and people are so friendly and like vocal and like sing songy and like that specific like type of Latin culture, like a South American specific kind of culture and like a Caribbean culture is just so it's so like my personality and I love Miami. Um, I hope I spend more time there. Um, and I probably will spend more time there this, this year. So was it Miami? Well, one, anybody who's a historical listener to the podcast will know that I also had that same experience. Uh, (laughs) um, I actually wasn't in a double suite at the Faena, but I was living like four blocks away from it. Um, Mm. And I lived in Miami for what turned into six months last year. (laughs) But was it Miami to LA or was there anything in between? Yeah, so I flew out to um, LA probably, well, no, that's not true. I flew out to Hawaii at the middle of December. Um, and then from Hawaii, I flew to LA, stayed here in LA, and then did a quick like week-long conference jaunt over to Miami, flew back to LA, and I've been in LA since, since then. Um, and I'll be here um, until the end of the week and then flying back to New York, uh, where I will unfortunately be snowed in again. So hate to see it, but it's time to go home. Well, yeah, I think it's good to clarify that despite you being all over the country, you are still you still have some base in New York. So that's the the two criteria for this podcast is you must be single and you must have some base in New York. Um, mm. So just making sure that you still check that box. We've checked one. So now what about your relationships? Have you been so nomadic the past few months? How have you kind of, have you done relationship wise? Mm-hmm. Um, I've done, I've done well um, in the sense that like I've, I've given my heart to things that I wanted to give my heart to and people that I've wanted to and um, worked through some sort of, you know, growing pains of, of dating someone new um, and, and continuing to kind of work through growing pains of dating someone new. Um, so yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed the last several months of like being nomadic, but as you point out, um, it's like being nomadic is not necessarily conducive to like being in a relationship. And so, you know, things are where they are. And um, I'm trying to live life in a way that feels honest. And I think that's like what I can say. Um, So yeah, I'm- Okay, I will will prod a little bit just because that was incredibly cryptic, which is like, (laughs) like, and for my listeners, I'm not trying to like extract anything you don't want to say out of you, but are you saying that you were in a relationship in this time? You were not, um, what do you, like, what exactly are you saying here? Yeah, I got into a relationship and um, then kind of went through the like motions of um, being in that relationship, things working out and then not working out. And being kind of at a place where some things are, are not working out and then some things are, and we're figuring it out. Um, because this person's also a friend. 
And so when I say we're working it out, really we're working it out as like people who want to be in other in each other's lives. Yeah, general relationship things, just like yeah, as, that's what I mean. Yeah, totally. So you are open to potentially something new coming into your life. Yeah, yeah. I'd be. I'm. I'm always just like as I mentioned. Um, you know, in other conversations that I've had with like friends and and other people, just like. I love meeting people and I actually don't like to meet people first as like, do I see you as like a potential partner when I first meet you? Cause I think that that lens is so you see what you want to see. And if that doesn't, you know, uh, like materialize as like, Oh, this is a relationship material. Then I think, um, it's, it's okay. As long as you communicate that. Um, and so I've like gone out on like one date with someone and it not, be like a great vibe uh, romantically, but I also went in with it being like, I'm just going to meet a person and this person will collide with me and that will be like inherently valuable. And totally. hopefully, yeah, hopefully we stay in each other's lives if it's supposed to be that way. And then if not, you know, it was great to know you for a night. So, so yeah, I'm always happy to, to meet people because I, I love talking to people. Um, I'm not shy. So um, <laughs> I'm always so- down to... Yeah. So there we go. There's the second box in the criteria, which is you're open to potentially somebody meeting somebody through this channel um, of communication. So with that, is there anything else you want to say about the past few months that, you know, you want our listeners to hear before they listen to your episode? Um, I don't think so. I think, um, we've covered a lot of, of a lot of the bases and, you know, I'm just so, so happy to be at like a position that I'm at right now where, you know, I can live where I want and I can kind of do what I want. And, uh, it just feels very like resonant with the lifestyle that, you know, I've always wanted. So I'm just, I'm, I'm happy to be back, but, um, thank you for, for taking the time to, to connect again. This has been fun. Yeah, for sure. So, now we will cut somewhere into the episode that we recorded a few months ago, and I hope you guys enjoy. So you said, I, I asked you like how things were going. You said like, oh, pretty fl- free flowing. And I guess this is what you mean, right? Like <laughs> you're just kind of like getting your ideas out there, doing quitting. When did you quit your job? You started like, what's the timeline on this? Like how yeah. is it brand new? <laughs> I was visiting some friends who I know from like Twitter and the internet in Berlin. And the idea was like, I was going to just meet those people and like, okay, you know, IRL internet friend hang for a week and then, you know, party, see some, you know, uh, just like meet friends and stuff. Uh, Then I was going to go to Nice to just like relax for a week. Uh, But basically by the end of my two weeks, I was like, I'm already in Europe and I'm kind of feeling like there is this, now new feeling of um, just, I, I think, energy and confidence to uh, say, like, I, I actually don't necessarily need money right now. And I feel pulled towards this idea that I have. Gratefully, don't have to pay rent at my apartment. I, like, own this apartment. So it's nice to, to not necessarily need to, you know, worry about that expense. And so I was like, what the hell? Um, I'm down to just be slightly broke for a bit and then try this out. And so I extended my stay and I was in Europe for four weeks total, 
visiting Lisbon uh, for a week and then Madrid for a bit and then London. And I just got back to New York on Sunday. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind. Like I, I quit, I quit <laughs> sure. my job and gave like, unfortunately I gave like a, a week-ish notice, more like five days of notice. So that's not great. But um, my, my manager was really like, understanding and like I think it, they were they were in a good shape they, they're, mm-hmm. they're not missing me too much so um all's well everything's fine no fires uh that were not like immediately fixable I <laughs> I feel like even last time we chatted I was like man I have so much in common with this kid like I <laughs> I also went to Europe for two weeks and I was in Italy and Greece. And at the end of it, I was like, oh my God, like, I just, I need to be here. Like, I need to stay here. I have Mm -hmm. like, everything is pulling me towards being here right now. And I had to, unfortunately, because of some family stuff, I had to come back. Um, (laughs) But I'm moving to Barcelona on Friday. Let's go. I'm so pumped for you. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. I mean, only for a month. Like I'm still, I didn't go as extreme as to quit my job. I still have my day job um, Mm -hmm. beyond the podcast, obviously. Uh, But I am going to be working like New York hours from Spain for the next four weeks. And who knows, maybe a little beyond, but (laughs) I had that same, like, I don't know, 24 year old crisis where you're like in Europe and you're like, holy shit, like my life can be different right now um but I like totally know what you're talking about because I am going through the same thing right now um amazing love this for us honestly (laughs) love this for us love (laughs) that you have internet friends also like twitter friends oh yeah my whole and I, I kid you not I'm not even exaggerating here my entire network of friends in New York is all based on twitter the reason I got my job was on twitter the reason I even like got hype around menagerie and am now getting like advisory work and freelance work is all through Twitter. Like Twitter is, I, I kid you not, just like a life-changing platform for me um, in almost all Why aspects of life. Why do you think life. that? How, how did you utilize Twitter to like do that? Yeah. Yeah. I think, so I'll, I'll answer this two ways. I, I think first it was just like genuine, like I want to talk about these things and I hope that by posting people are willing to engage in these in like a public kind of mindshare forum, right? Where we can just like riff on stuff like, yes, and whatever. Um, so it was very like, just, I wanted to talk to people online about music and, and, you know, technology and like ways that we might make better worlds with those, uh, you know, art generally, and then technology and on the other hand, and then thinking about it as I started growing a bit of a following and like people who were engaged, I started thinking more like, I guess like metacognitively about like, why is it that that worked? And I started realizing that there were like explicit interactions that I was using sort of inadvertently that were like yielding in effect, um, what I call is like an interest graph that then is overlaid with a social graph. So what I mean by that is like on uh, Facebook, for example, um, if I'm friends with your mom for whatever reason, um, oh you know, my God, leave my mom out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I promise this is going somewhere. So if you're, if your mom and I are friends on Facebook, we're like first order connections, but I'm not friends with you for whatever reason on Facebook. And so, you know, I, you know, your mom and you are presumably friends, 
And so you're a second order connection. And so that's a social graph, right? That's like connections on, on nodes. But the way that Twitter works is that the UI shows you based on who you follow, um, you know, the, the assumption being that you follow people whose interests you share, they show you people who engage with their tweets um, and you may not follow that person. And so it's very uh, like interest first and then social graph overlaid on top of that, whereby presumably if they're tweeting something of value to you, you would follow that person. And then if you think about that backwards, you say, hey, people who have like a huge following, if I like add value to something that they are tweeting about, I then become legible to their whole following group. And that's a, a way to like, again, kind of engage in that like public mind share that I was talking about. And the way that you take that the next step is, okay, cool. You've done that a few times, added value. People are following you. You're following them. You're engaging, whatever. The step that most people don't make is then saying, hey, I'm having these really like generative and like just value uh, filled conversations. Maybe I should DM this person and be like, what's up, you know? And I, I'm not shy at all. So I, I'll DM people who I think I, I can have like good conversations with and not really expect anything out of return. Um, just like wanting to chat and um, doing that over and over again. I just ended up meeting some really amazing people in New York who have become, you know, some of my best friends in the city, but honestly, some of the closest friends that I've ever made. Um, and I think it's because we had a strong like interest alignment and mm. just like we're, we're like this, you know, just... Um, on on Twitter and now bridge the URL to IRL gap. So um, it's a fun time, and I'm I'm really I'm really oh, the URL to IRL. That's such a good. I'm like imagining how many times you might have said that to somebody. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was I think time number two. I I got a similar response the first time I said that last week, and then now <laughs> it's like oof. That's a good soundbite. <laughs> That's a that is such a good soundbite. Have you dated anyone because of Twitter? So this is a tough one. I think <laughs> anything with DMs is a dating app, but I I am sort of, of of a perhaps controversial mindset that like I don't really slide into DMs. That's like not my vibe. You just um, said that you slide into everyone's DMs. <laughs> in 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 the like in the sense that you're reading that expression, like sliding into DMs, like kind of, you know, I'm sliding into your DMs kind of uh, expression, right? Like I don't slide into DMs romantically. Uh, I kind of slide into DMs uh, to just like talk about stuff and assume that like it's platonic from the jump. Um, but you've, so, never, you've never slid into somebody's DMs being like, I'm down to talk to this somebody, this somebody because they are interesting to me, but you know what? Actually, they're kind of attractive. Yeah, but I think that like on a separate but related note, like making friends with someone with then the ulterior motive that like I hope it changes. I I feel I feel a type of way about that. I feel like mm -hmm. I've I've done the whole, you know, make friends with people and then like there's something there and then now you've, you know, had either like a hookup or you've had like an encounter with a friend and now it's kind of weird. Like I I feel like I've I've learned I learned early and I'm grateful for for making those uh I don't want to say mistakes, but just like making those decisions early on in life and being like, you know what? Not for me. Um, so to answer your question, your original question directly, I have uh, dated people that I've met originally on Twitter, or rather I've hooked up with people that I like originally met on Twitter 
but I've, I've not like made that a practice. Um, I've usually just kept it like platonic, like let's be homies, you know? So the people that you did <laughs> end up hooking up with from Twitter, how yeah. did you bridge that, that URL to IRL cap? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it was, <laughs> I mean, it's like once you catch a vibe IRL, um, I mean, the vibe is caught, the vibe is caught. It, it, it didn't, it may have started in the DMs, like, but I, I think that like, I, I think one of my, uh, one of my skills that I'm proud of is I, I think I'm, I'm a good conversationalist IRL. And I, I think that like, I don't know, I, I am just like very open and people feel very comfortable usually like talking to me and like sharing themselves uh, with me and like, yeah, sometimes there's a vibe and, and both of us are feeling it. And so it turned into something else. And yeah, I think that like internet dating though, on a more like general uh, kind of level, like is something I have I've generally positive feelings about. I think that like, you know, I, I understand like a lot of the fair criticisms of, of online dating, um, especially the apps. I think the apps just put aside people's humanity and in ways that I'm not like super, super endorsing of, but, but generally like online dating, I'm, I'm like a big fan of like, while myself, I'm not like one to slide into DMS explicitly, like, you know, what's good. I don't even know how to slide. <laughs> how do you slide into someone's DMS in a romantic way? Like, I, I don't know how to do that, but you, you um, literally just, you just said it. You could just slide into someone's DMS and say, what's good. <laughs> That's so interesting to me. I, I don't know. It's, I don't, it, it feels weird to, to think that that's like ever going to actually work. But I mean, like I said, I, I think that like internet dating is such a, a fun thing to observe and to also like be part of in my friends' lives and like how my, like a good example is my friend entered a long-term uh, COVID relationship where they met on Discord for a online game that they both like were playing at like a competitive level. And one of my friends got addicted and she was like, I need to leave this discord. It's like, wait, it's taking over too much of my my life. And then one of her friends on discord was like, wait, before you go, like, I need to give you my number. I think I'm in love with you. And then they dated. And I was like, that's insane. What game was it? What game was it? Like, dude, it was so, it was so deep of a cut that I don't even know. Okay. Okay. I like it. I really wanted it to be like Among Us or something like that. Oh, no, no, no. It was like a, a like a strategy game. Like it was okay. not, there was no romance there. I was like, the fact that you were able to do that purely based on like a video game online, I A, love and B, do not understand, but C, still love. Like it was amazing that that happened. And well, and there's like so many experiences like that that I see. Yeah, well, any, everything is a dating app, right? Like you just said, yeah. anything with DMing capabilities is a dating app, but you don't even need that, right? Look at Clubhouse. For sure. There was, no, there was no explicit DMing built into the app of Clubhouse, yet it became a platform for people to try and date because yeah. people are really horny. <laughs> Yeah. And anything is a dating app at a certain degree. So are you telling me that you're not on apps or you are on apps? So I, I am on apps, um, but I, again, perhaps controversially, I don't necessarily like people on apps. Like, and what I mean by that is like, I use Hinge pretty much exclusively. 
And by, by use Hinge, I kind of am not an active participant in Hinge in the sense that like I go and like people on the feed. I sort of just wait for people to like me and then filter who I want to talk to or not. And like, I understand not like the, the best way to do this, but I also, um, at this point in my life, I'm not like super prioritizing online dating. I had a few great experiences of people who I'm like close with, um, connect me with people that they thought I would, I would drive with. And I just had such high quality like dates with those people that I was like, I kind of don't want to, I don't want to say settle for anything less, but like, I don't want to spend time doing the online dating thing when these things have gone well. And like, although they're few and far between, like I'm, I'm happy to wait because it's not a, a huge priority for me to, to like fill my week with, with online dates. You are a passive viewer on Hinge. You just wait for people to like you. I understand that. Look, like I don't use Hinge mm-hmm. to the, I have it. I have every dating app. I don't use Hinge to the point where like, I just keep getting notifications being like, if you don't use Hinge, we're hiding your profile. And I'm like, do it. You're like, try me. <laughs> Fucking yeah. do it. <laughs> Literally. Like, I'm, not, I'm not stopping you. Hide my profile. Right, right. Like, that makes it worse for you. Um, <laughs> but I, like, I obviously get the frustration for dating apps. And I feel like somebody like you also understands coming from a tech perspective that these products aren't necessarily built. And from a product management specific perspective specifically they're not built for the user they're built for the the bottom line it's not inherently like meant for people to really make long-lasting connections if so it would be a different product um and so it's just like it's it's not perfect Mm -hmm. but i i'm still the kind of person who i'm all for it i'm on every single dating app I've met people off of dating apps who are great. I think it's a great way to meet people outside of your circle, which can be awesome. For sure. But (laughs) obviously what you're saying, like meeting people through friends of yours. And I think more and more people kind of crave that right Mm. now, like the, the in-person connection. And I think at this age, like we're kind of, we're obviously not old, but we're not like super new or young to everything that connections really important to us right now. And meeting people through friends of friends is a great way to do it. I mean, that's why I started this podcast, right? It's like, Oh, you have a, it's like a personal recommendation of somebody to, to the larger audience. That being said, if you are meeting people like through your friends, you're not really doing it through hinge anymore or any other dating app. You're not doing it on Twitter. Like how, how have those, you said they're really high quality dates. Like how have you navigated those? Yeah. Um, so the two dates that I were, was set up on, um, they were like blind on one side. Like I didn't know anything about the, the people that I was going to meet up, but they knew everything about me. Uh, Why? How did that? I think happen? it was an accident. I think it was like a uh, like my friends got kind of over eager meeting this person and we're like, Oh my God, you need to meet my friend, Sean. You guys are exactly the same, blah, 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 blah. Here's everything about him, his Instagram, whatever. And that w- <laughs> was not a privilege afforded to me before the date. And honestly, kind of a vibe. I like that. I think it was cool. I think the opposite end of the spectrum is, is sometimes worse where 
you get way, way, way too much about a person. And then if they don't meet exactly what you kind of expect from the description of your friend, uh, it kind of feels like a letdown. That said, I, I think that like, you know, um, I don't really subscribe to this idea that like dating in New York sucks. I think dating in New York is fun as hell. I love dating in New York. And I think so much of it is just like the attitude that you bring into the dates. And it's, it's very obvious when someone like wants to have fun and wants to like connect. And when someone is just like, I feel obligated to do this. And like, I don't want to ever be that person. And I never want someone to feel that way in a date with me. So um, it was cool to like, kind of come in and just be like, who are you? Like, like literally I know nothing about you. Like let's start from today and what you've been to, to like, you know, your background and who you are and the view, the worldview that you have. And yeah, I feel like my, my secret sauce with dates is honestly um, like, I, I remember reading back in like college uh, in this like psychology of like sexuality or romance or, or some class like that, that um, people, people really, really, latch on to like spatial memories. And so like people really remember a room or remember a place or remember a street. And so if you create more like diverse and um, just like very lush spatial experiences for people, you can create like a closer connection um, or, or at least the space for that to develop. And so my plan going into most dates is if, if it's going well, try to move the date to another location nearby and like plan like two locations or, or a handful of locations so that there's like dynamism in the like location element of, of, you know, the date. And I think that that, you know, it, it's great because um, you end up having like kind of longer dates. And I, I really like that space to get to know someone, especially when, you know, it's like a friend of a friend where I, like I said, don't know anything about them versus like just going to get drinks. Like, I think that's such a boring date. I, I'm not even going to front. I've done that before. But I think that, like, in those times when I, like, kind of, I don't want to say vet, but, like, already know that that person's going to be, like, really, really cool. We're going to we're gonna resonate on, on some things. I'll try to, like, go the extra mile to be like, let's go have tea in Bowery. And then we'll walk down and, you know, go to the water. And then we'll go, you know, here and, like, grab some dumplings at the park and sit down and, like, watch the skaters, like, I feel like that's the kind of date that I, I would want to be a part of is like the recipient. And I obviously want to have fun on dates. So yeah, I, I navigate them that way. Damn. <laughs> you basically said to every guy, I think who's ever listened to this podcast, level it up right now. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I mean, not, no, I think try harder, do better. You know, like I, I think it's such a, it's such an important thing to just like respect the people you, you go on dates with and like, you should, you should, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm like a very optimistic person. And I think like, if you bring that energy into a, a, an engagement, you're like always going to have a good time. And so I, I think that like, I'm very happy to say that like, I, I haven't had any like dates where even if there wasn't a vibe, like we didn't have some kind of relationship after. Um, and I think that's intentional. And it's also the results of just like, I don't think I'm a sus person. I think I'm good at sussing people out. So if good people meet good people and there's not a romantic connection, at least that's like a friend. So I think I'm pretty good at like, this sounds weird. So you're friends with everybody you've dated. I actually am not like, I also think that some part of dating is like knowing when and, and how to let go of people. But like what I really meant with that comment is more so like 
I don't think I've had a bad date where someone like hates me after a date or like I hate them, mm. you know, but yeah, definitely let people who you don't intend to. Um, and it's not explicit that you just want to be friends. Like don't drag people along. Like that's not, that's not cool. So. Well, okay. I have two questions uh-huh. based off of the things you just <laughs> said. One, one is something that I should have asked you at the banning. It's something I ask everyone. Uh, where do you like to go out and where do you like to eat? That doesn't have to be on a date. Just like, where do you, what do you like? Sure. Um, so I love dancing. Uh, like I am big on like, I want to shake my ass and I want to like listen to good music. And uh, thankfully I live in Bushwick. So it's super easy to do that. So like Mr. Sunday, like a 2 PM, like hot, nice, like DJ set, especially if it's like a hip hop DJ set, like, ugh, love that um so nowadays is great on a sunday basically any day of the week if you want to go dancing and listen to good music and like be around like good like attractive people um bossa nova uh is great so i love going to bossa and both of those places are super close to to where i live so it's super convenient um and in terms of like going out to eat uh i go all over the place i i think i eat a lot around here um some places that i like are uh like Winsun in east williamsburg excellent breakfast the scallion yes. pancake sandwiches Oof, yes yes if you understand the scallion pancake um <laughs> i love that and uh i also just uh you know kind of try a lot of different foods so i, I tend to lean on like Asian food, I really like, but um, Latin American food is also like, uh, you know, uh, just a love of mine. And so uh, Claro in um, like Brooklyn, uh, if you like mezcal, if you like really good mole, um, I love going out there. And then there's this Persian spot. It's like my favorite restaurant in in Brooklyn called Sofre. That's Sofre? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Sofre is so good. <laughs> the Fessenjun pomegranate sauce uh, that they have on the like uh, like confit chicken, amazing. Yeah, so those are some spots that I, I frequent. I go out in the city sometimes to, to eat, uh, but but I'm I live in Brooklyn, so I stay here mostly. Makes sense. Good taste. Thank you. <laughs> That's high praise for me. I'm like somebody who's super picky about eating and going Word. out. So. Yeah, <laughs> but no, all you're you're actually the second person to say Winson in this season. Wow! So you know, there we go. People who are listening, you got to make your way out mm-hmm. there. But going back to what we were talking about before, you were saying you know you need to know when to let go of people, and in that regard, like, have you ever ghosted anyone? Oh man. (laughs) Yes. I think, you know, I, uh, God, I sound so old in my head about to say this, but I was like, when I was younger, (laughs) um, as a 24 year old, when I was younger, I think I, uh, did ghost people who I just perhaps didn't have, um, like a cleaner or mature way to break it off. It just like felt like it was so new that it would be overkill to like be just, kind of over explaining why I didn't like this person. Like there was no need to like crucify their personality or like be that honest, you know? So I, from my head now, I think just like a a more general philosophy I have is just, you should make yourself and your thoughts and your intentions like very legible to people. And you should ask the same of others. 
Um, granted, I don't think you need to do that to like kill the vibe immediately when you meet someone. But I think, you know, second or third date, like it's, it's important to like get a sense check, especially if you're like starting to get intimate with someone. I think that like that is terrain for a conversation. So, so yeah, I have ghosted people and I'm not proud of it. And I try not to do that now, but I have done that a few times. Not funnily enough, but ironically enough, it's usually before trips. Like the last two people I ghosted, I ghosted because I went on vacation. I was like, I simply cannot deal with this right now. So not great, but it it is happening. Um, I'm, I'm getting better though. (laughs) and so when you like allude to being younger like how much younger are we talking are we talking like four weeks younger are we talking like four years younger yeah I think uh like in college um like probably then and then when I first moved to New York it was a mixture of using dating apps to meet people and just like you know when you move to a new city especially one like New York I feel like so much of that first year we'll say it's just like finding your people and like that's kind of when I was like "Mm, I probably shouldn't mix people I'm trying to be friends with with people who I'm interested in hooking up with Mm. it's a especially awkward uh housewarming party when the people that you invited are all people you've slept with and now they're all like how do you know (laughs) and it's like oh we met on that sounds that sounds like a very personal problem is that something that has oh yeah no not speaking from experience at all that's never happened to me that's just a thought that i had right now and not at all something that i experienced yeah for sure totally random totally random um (laughs) but yeah i like that that didn't happen to like a huge degree like there were two people i invited to my housewarming who like were like oh word so we found out we both went on dates with you and now we're now we're friends and like okay that's that's like a small scale um like bad, you know, case situation, I guess. Uh, but both of those people are chill and still close friends of mine. So it's it's all good. I, I think, though, that like advice that I give people is like moving to New York really is um, like don't hook up with the people that you're friends with. Like I, I think it's just so it's so crucial. I think that's like good advice across the board. For sure. But I think especially here, <laughs> yeah. because I think it's so easy for that to happen, especially when you're trying to find your people. That's yeah. Well, when did you move to New York? So I, I think I, oh my God, I'm fronting like I don't know the exact date. I moved here July 4th, 2019. I remember because I was taking off and the um, fireworks were, were going off. And I was like, this is so, why is this so dramatic? You know, like in LA, I'm like, <laughs> it's cinematic. Right. I was like, oh my God, real main character shit. I was like, my life is so like cool. I'm like flying out of LA and there's fireworks and I'm like, I have no job and no plan and no money and no friends in a new city. It was like very like, like cringe, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, uh, I moved here in 2019 in the summer and then mobbed very hard on the internet um, and in the streets to try to just like find my people and my job and my apartment and, yeah, it all. I'm glad it all worked out. But the first like seven months was just like baptism by fire, like truly some of the hardest months um, on like all fronts. Uh, but but I love New York now. Um, it's like got a weird Stockholm syndrome about it. And you you said that you own your apartment. So what what made you like go all in and buy a place in New York where you were just finding your footing? Yeah, that 
was an oversimplification. So okay. the, the, the more straightforward answer is I don't pay rent here because of like a, just like a crazy landlord that I have who we were able to like litigate against him and we won that case. So that's a long story. Like that, that whole situation could be its own episode, but like, I like really want the abridged, the abridged version is um, we found ourselves in an apartment, me and my roommate that was rent stabilized when it was purchased in 2014, but then was illegally stable, destabilized uh, upon purchase. And when we all became aware of that seven years after purchase, there was only one of the original tenants here from pre-purchase. And she told us like, Hey, I think you're all getting screwed. And so we like kind of collectively organized and then like did our research and realized we were all being overcharged by like $1,500. So we were like, Hey, I want our money back. Also a legal lease. And our landlord was like, fuck you guys no <laughs> and like refused to do a bunch of repairs and so we collectively um just like organized and, and got a, a lawyer involved and then it was very clear and obvious um that there was like foul play and bad faith uh acting so um so yeah we we are you know uh i guess rent striking is is the word to use well the like lawyers are figuring out how to get us like stabilized leases new york a bridge version but new york (laughs) oh my god and i still love it here (laughs) and you still love it here that is a testament that truly is so you're living you're rent striking currently (laughs) you are you've learned now not to hook up with your friends (laughs) yep (laughs) You're like an internet guru. That's how you like found your job and your house and your community of people yeah. here. You're a Twitter god. Is that? I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, that I think you're giving me far too much credit. I, I think that like I've learned how to use Twitter that serves like my, my interests and my joy and like the lifestyle that I want to have. And like it's working well. So I'm continuing to do that. Yeah, you're, in, you're not somebody who likes internet dating. <laughs> not you coming for me um i <laughs> My job. yeah yeah i it's not it's not even that i don't like internet dating i think that like i i, I like really really um just like put a premium on on like dating generally and i don't want to like waste my time when it comes to dating because i know exactly what i want and i think what do you want <laughs> Um, yeah, I want to be off these streets. I want a relationship for sure. And I want to be with someone who, you know, actively chooses to, to, to be with me. And like, I choose to actively be with them. And I think that a a huge part of that is just like being able to like communicate really, really well. And I, I think that like, there's this book that I read, um, called, uh, On Love, uh, by Alain de Botton. And, it was basically a, a story of this person uh, who is a philosopher uh, of love. Um, and he met this woman randomly on a plane who he like really immediately connected with and felt like this person like really saw him and he didn't have to explain like first principles and fundamental beliefs of himself. But of course, what sort of unfolded was like, this person is human. This person is not someone to be like glorified, but like someone to be understood and to uh, you know, ask, uh, of them for you, uh, to be understood. And so 
um, it was just circumstance that this person happened to really, really understand and relate to him from, from the start. But um, if you think that, if you see this person really like understands and sees me, it doesn't ever give you a reason to make yourself known to this person because you're like, oh, they get me. And I think that like the reason I bring this up is, is I tended to, I think, romanticize those relationships where I didn't have to explain parts of myself to people. And um, now I think I actually enjoy when we don't immediately see eye to eye, but like there's some connection there that I think is, you know, either one of interest, one of intellect, one of um, something else, whatever. Uh, but the, there's a process from the start of like really like choosing to, to again, ask questions, to understand how they're thinking, what they think about, what they believe. And then, um, you know, th that reciprocated. And so, yeah, I think that like I am looking to not be in these like situationships. And what I'm looking for is like someone who is like creative and willing to, you know, communicate and say yes to the universe with me and just like be optimistic about about life and like see the value of their life and and what they, you know, have as gifts that they, you know, really need to like share with the world. I think that's like a very idealistic like kumbaya relationship right like yeah who doesn't want that but that's what I want you said that you don't really want to be in situationships anymore do you feel like you've fallen into that like often when was the last time you've had an actual relationship yeah uh like I I had a the last like relationship I had was a situationship that converted into a relationship which really shouldn't have. <laughs> and I think the the last like real relationship I had was maybe like a year and a half ago. Actually, no, it was two years ago when I was living in Spain. I studied abroad and met this girl that I fell in love with. And she helped me basically make the decision to drop out of medical school and move to New York. So she's a big reason of, of why I'm here. Um, and... Yeah, that was the last time I was in love and last like real relationship. I think since then I've just been in situationships. Why do you, why don't you think it worked with her? Uh, she lived in Spain. She also didn't speak English. Um, I speak English and Spanish fluently, um, so it was fine. But she lived in Spain. Uh, was not was not able to to move to the U.S. and I wasn't willing to to move to Spain. So the compromise was. I'll come to New York. Uh, it will be closer for us. And then if I get a job in tech, I can get some money and I can, uh, you know, come visit you often or bring you over uh, more, more often. And granted that didn't work out, but she's still like a, a good friend. And yeah, I just saw her in Spain like a week ago. So that was cool to catch up and just like see where we're at in our lives. Had you not seen her since you left like how many years yeah. ago? Uh, I hadn't seen her for two years. I was only there for three days and it was like the most heart wrenching, but like very good three days uh, that I've had in a while. It was very, very romantic. Um, but also I think this, this can also be true. It made me aware that like being in that relationship or, or staying in that relationship would have hindered my growth because I feel like a completely different person than I do two years ago. Mm. And my life is completely different and the circumstances are changed quite a bit. And so while that person I loved very much back then and like wanted to spend forever like with them, right. Um, I recognize that like now was not, uh, was not a time that I could see myself with that person. And like, it's best to sort of like kind of 
remember that as like a time and a place, but not like the time and the place forever. Did you romantically reconnect when you were back in Spain? <laughs> um, like for sure. Like there was definitely like simp vibes in the air from everyone. Uh, we were both just like really like down bad for each other for like three days. And it was cool. Like, you know, she took me around Madrid and showed me just what she's been up to and the places she visits and like, you know, um, moments that I think we were supposed to share, but like didn't for a number of reasons. So it felt like a condensed like relationship timeline and it was cool. I'm like, I'm actually emotional right now. Like I can't, I, <laughs> I fell in love two years ago when I was. Man. <laughs> Who are you, Ari? <laughs> who are you? I'm like, everything you're saying is resonating because I was like, very similar, yeah. very similar experience. Um, except I haven't physically seen him since we broke up, but you know, we're on good terms. Mm -hmm. It's tough. Like, yeah, I get that. And I've, I've been in the same situation. I feel yeah. Like. I, that was like the last time I was really maybe in love and then you know been in situationships since then so it's good yeah purgatory like, sucks man I miss paradise I <laughs> truly and you just got a taste yeah, of it again right. so that's like that's what sucks that's like the worst I, part because but like injected straight into my veins like I'm such a just like a sucker for that shit and like I think that so, so like, right, the the separation between, like, a romantic and platonic love is really not that – it's not that much. And so, like, it was interesting to just, like, feel the same degree of intensity of love for this person, but just, like, a different flavoring of that now. And to sort of, like, tap back into that, I was just, like, I haven't felt this much, like, love and, like, resonance with, like, another human being in ways that feel very comfortable. Like, I, I feel like I so seldom feel, like, fully comfortable with someone. But like this person just made me feel so comfortable as a friend and then two years ago as a lover. But just like more of that, you know, like I like big proponent of don't don't fuck your friends, but like kiss your friends, like give them a kiss on the cheek, like, you know, hug them, like be be intimate with your friends. I think that that's one of the things that I really <laughs> Two very different. I mean, things. not no, though. Like, I, I think that like, I don't know, I maybe it's because I'm like latino I, I just feel like i i miss like uh the culture of like i don't know my mom like giving me kisses on the forehead and my like tias and tios like you know really like giving me like hugs and holding me really tightly and like i don't know i like even my friends that i played soccer with growing up like smack you on the butt and like kiss you on the cheek and like it's cute and like it's cool and like you feel so much like tangible love from that and i think that like i don't know i'm not saying like go smack your friends on the butt like that's not what I'm getting at but what I guess what I'm I'm saying more more directly is like in intimacy that's not necessarily like you know uh creepy right like consensual intimacy with your friends is like really cool and I think that um like I have another like like one of my closest friends here is this Dominican dude who like you know insists on just like you know giving his friends big hugs you know kisses on the cheek like a little you know, Lebby's like once on the cheek, the other on the other cheek. And it's cute. And I, I fuck with that. And I don't know, more, more love and energy like that in my life. It's kind of what I'm going for. It does kind of sound like you are missing the comfort in a relationship, though. <laughs> like maybe, <laughs> you know, not to 
redo her film. For sure, but. for sure. Yeah, I mean, that said, I'm like, I'm patient. You- I'm not, I'm not willing to to like just hop into a relationship with anyone. Um, yeah. Do you think you hold back though? Oof. Like what? What? What's stopping you from being in in a relationship from these situations? Man, again, reading me for filth. <laughs> I don't. I don't know that I hold back per se. I think that like two points. I I think that there is, there is inherent value in just like colliding with another human. And like, even if we don't vibe, like I will find a way to make this conversation like excellent for both of us so that you feel really happy about, you know, meeting me. And I feel really happy about meeting you for this night. That's one thing. There's inherent value in that. That said, I think seldom when I go out with people and like, meet them do I really really connect with them and like see like a specialness to them I think both things can be true everyone is valuable but also the people that I want to spend a lot of my time with are very very few and very very far between so yeah it's complicated I think that like I just don't find a lot of people that I'm like very very like interested in in that way I'm picky I don't know (laughs) You're picky. You say that you want like certain things. You've talked a lot about like intellectually and, uh, you know, interest wise things that you're like, what about physically? Like not to say that's not a factor in all of it. Right. And you're just talking about intimacy, like physicality. And I think it's interesting because people ask me all the time. It's like, oh, your podcast, it's audio based. Like you don't get to see what the person looks like. Right. So we're removing that level of uh, getting to know somebody off the bat and that it's not it's sort of an out-of-body experience because somebody's going to listen to you talk and they're going to have absolutely no idea what you <laughs> look like right and they could still be interested yeah. in you like they really might be but I still think that despite all of that this isn't a perfect system and I think physical attraction sexuality like se- sexual chemistry like all of that is really important So when you are in looking for a situationship relationship, you're in that, like you, you have focused a lot about, um, you know, things that aren't physical, Mm -hmm. which is great, but I'm sure it matters. Yeah, it definitely matters to me. I think the, you know, it's crazy. The first thing that came to mind and like, you can see what I look like. So this is telling, I guess, but I'm like, I love girls with curly hair. I love that so much. It's so cute. I like adore that whenever I see that on, on someone. And I guess like the way that I would describe my, my type is, or rather like it is a collection of like things that I, I look for. I really like long hair. I really like I don't know. I really like hair. I really like curly hair. I really like long hair. And uh, I like people who who like care about like dressing well and like going out and like really like pre- not even pretending like they care, but just like actually caring. I like love people who like are like very intentional about the way that they look um, and like really clearly like design a way that they want to be perceived and like express the communities that they belong to. I really like people who are tall. I'm like 5'9". I'm not that tall, but I like tall girls. (laughs) So if you're 5'9", and I guess above or below, I don't really care. Tall girls are cute. Not to say short girls aren't, but I have a preference for tall girls. But yeah, I I, I guess it matters insofar as like 
I want to date people who I think are beautiful, but I, I don't really have like a, like if you looked at all my exes and situationships, none of them look alike at all. Like they all look like, you know, a hodgepodge of random people, but I, I think it always makes sense. And it's funny, like when my friends try to explain my type, they're just like, I don't know, he likes like curly headed, like art girls. And I'm like, not no, like not yes either, but not no. Yeah. You're not closed off, for sure. but you you might have a preference here, here and there. there. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Sure. Everyone does, right? So I th- there was something else I wanted to bring up, which was you 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 find connection in in different ways, right? Whether it, it be Twitter or through your friends of friends, you're not really a fan of online dating. But I saw that you were in an article. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Um, <laughs> so, uh, what was that about? I I am good friends with um, a girl who runs a, or I, yeah uh, runs a, a dating. I don't even know what to call it. Like group called uh, Shots on Club uh, NYU girls uh, roasting tech guys. And so, shout out to Devin Lutan. She's excellent, um, but. She was featured by another one of my friends who's a writer and they had a sh- like basically night out on the town where my, my friend Brock interviewed her and followed them around. And then um, at the end of the, uh, I guess, like night, um, Devin was asked, uh, who's like an eligible single in New York that like you should like go on a date with? And she told my friend Brock my name. And Brock didn't know that I knew Devin. So Brock reached out and was like, hey, this like person I interviewed was like, you're a single that she knows. Like, what the fuck? Like, the world is so small. And they asked me the question, um, what makes a good kisser? And honestly, I have an answer for that. I don't know if I should share it here. I share it share here. It. <laughs> um, God, I like wrote it so intentionally but basically i think what i wanted to get at was like dancing is is sort of similar to kissing where like good dancers like know when to lead and when to follow and so just when you're kissing someone don't kiss the way that you want to kiss kiss the way that like feels right for this person and you can you know it's it's very rhythmic and i think that like when you're like very aware of like you know another person and what they need that's a great kiss like the most latin thing i've ever heard <laughs> yeah yeah Dan- i somehow managed to bridge dancing and kissing both extremely latin things <laughs> <laughs> um okay at the end of every episode i ask this or that questions we call them mm-hmm. shots okay so are you ready i am ready yeah okay <laughs> early bird or night owl early bird work hard or play hard work hard iphone or android iphone Dine out or delivery? Oof, dine out. Laundry or dishes? Laundry. TikTok or Instagram? TikTok. Money or fame? Money. Coke or Pepsi? Oof, Pepsi. Spicy or mild? Spicy, always. What's your favorite season? Oof, gotta be summer. Coffee or drinks date? Coffee. What would you rate yourself out of 10? 10. Fuck it. What is your drink of choice? Oof. I love a gin and tonic. What is your favorite song at the moment? 
Ooh. Um, <laughs> my favorite song at the moment is Off the Grid uh, by Kanye West from Donda. And if you had a boat, what would you name it? Alice. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on. <laughs> thank you for having me. This is fun. Thank you so much to our guests for talking with me today. If you're interested in matching with them, visit the link in bio on Instagram at drinks.first. Or if you don't have an Instagram, email us drinksfirstpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on all of our socials for the latest updates, guest information, events, and other fun content. If you like this episode, please remember to rate, share, review on your podcast app. That helps us grow the most. I'm your host, Ariana Nathani. You can find me on Instagram at ariana.nathani and on TikTok at ariana.nathani. Be sure to check back next Tuesday for a new episode.